Mike, hello. Is this my friend Nancy Grace? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Nancy, good morning. Thanks for calling in. First of all, how are you feeling? Well, I, can you tell I've had a cold? It's been so much more than a cold. Uh, let me tell you, it all started when I when the twins announced they wanted to go to scout camp. All right. Now, you know what sleepaway camp means to me, murder and molestation. Now, of course, that's not what it meant at all, but that weighing on my mind, I took off a week, and I made my husband, and this is like torture to him to take off a, an entire five days from work. What? And uh, we went as volunteers. I slept in a tent, and it rained through the tent th- uh, three of the five nights I was there. I, 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 anyway, that's when it all started. That's when it started, and I still have it. But I don't have it so much that I don't want to talk about Shelley Danishevsky. Tell Well, tell me about this because you have a new show out, Injustice with Nancy Grace on Oxygen. And then, Nancy, when you left the other network. Now, hold you, on, yes. Mike Sappho. Yes. I don't like to refer to it as a show. Okay, and what do you, Jackie here in the studio with me is looking at me like, what? I refer to it as a program because I do not like to think that a show, There's a, I'm putting on a show at the expense of a crime victim. But I got to so tell you. There's no I, performance, yes. Yeah, this is, this is all real. These are the facts. And with every case that I have chosen, hand-picked, hand-picked, Mike, mm-hmm. out of literally thousands of cases we went through between me and Oxygen, each one of these first eight programs stand for something very critical in our justice system. And Shelley Denishevsky is no exception. Now, wait a minute. You're about to ask me something about HLN, I think. Well, I was saying my mom was so excited. When you have your new show coming out, it's on every, was it Saturday at 6 and 8, you can watch it on demand. Nancy Grace is everywhere. And I know you're loving doing the show Injustice, and I want to ask you about this week's coming up episode. Well, let me ask you ask something. Let me ask you something first. What okay. do you think your mother loves it? What about you? Oh, Nancy, I love you. You're my go-to person, I, and I mean that. You were the face. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Nancy, and this is the truth for you. I'm a big sports fan, so when something big happens in sports, I have to tune right into sports talk radio. Like, I need the right. immediate hot take. Immediate. And you got to go right then. Yes. Up on and, that AM. Yes, and that was you, though. Whenever something was going on in crime or big case, you were appointment-watching TV. You still are, but that, that I was going to ask you next. Do you miss that? Do you miss the hot take being on right away? Well, I don't know what you think Sirius XM 110 Triumph Channel is. <laughs> Or CrimeOnline.com. With your podcast, Nancy, I follow or you. Or Crime about Stories you. with Nancy Grace, downloadable as a podcast, for Pete's sake. I mean, Jackie and I are slaving away here in the studio. And you're like, where have you been? I've been right here. You think I, crime has gone away? No. Nancy, you are everywhere. The only thing that went anywhere was HL in primetime. Okay, so this week's I mean, oxygen. Really? Are you telling me you have not been downloading the Sirius XM 111? If you can't afford Sirius or you just don't want Sirius in your car for whatever reason, download it at Crime Stories. Hello, downloadable podcast. CrimeOnline.com, top right hand corner. You can download. You even have the one minute clips. Nancy, I'm all about this. <laughs> then what? <laughs> just name it. Ask me anything about Shelly Danishevsky. But I'm not giving away the end. It's well, not don't, don't. We're not going to play spoiler alert. You said you picked eight episodes, uh, eight, eight crimes. What was so special about this one that you had to do it? Well, 
I will tell you one thing, little known fact, and I'm not going to tell you which victim it was, but one of these eight victims is somebody I did not like very much at all. And I picked that case because, as a prosecutor, you have to, like Lady Justice, have a, a blindfold. You cannot pick and choose your cases because you don't like a victim. I remember having to prosecute a case where the victim was a dope dealer. You know how much I had to hold my nose and, and take that? Are you typing? I am not typing, Nancy Grace. Because I am not if I find right out, I'm telling your mother you're typing. No. <laughs> and I will do it. You know, some men like it when I threaten them, and I don't want to get too deep into that. I'll have to get a shrink for that. But Anyway, you better not be typing behind my back. But, again, when I had to prosecute the murder of a dope dealer, that it tasted bad in my mouth. But I had to do it with all my ability that I could muster because it doesn't matter who you are or uh what walk of life you're in, whether you're a, a doper or a hooker, a priest or a saint, you must be treated equally under the law. And I will tell you that one of these eight I did not like very much at all. But it's a mystery, and there were multiple injustices in that case. And that stands for something for me. Our justice system must be upheld. Now, I will tell you this much. It's not Shirley Danishevsky, who... I refer to as a Reese Witherspoon lookalike because there are some photos of her that just knocked me out. She looks so much like Reese Witherspoon. I mean, beautiful, gorgeous, but it wasn't just that. You know, um, I wrote an article about her just recently, and I was looking for more about Shelley. I already knew some things, but I came upon her sister, she said this is not a eulogy. I guess it was a memorial, a tribute that she gave at Shelley's memorial, what we would call her funeral. Mm-hmm. And I heard about how Shelley would put her children's artwork up on the kitchen wall and the fridge. And you know what's up on my wall and fridge? Everywhere. It's all about the twins, everything. The joy of my life, my greatest, greatest achievement, my pride and joy. And that's the way she was. And she stormed Manhattan world of finance and became, you know, a whiz in wealth management. That ain't easy. Can you tell, can I tell you how much crap C-R-A-P, now that's a technical legal term. Should I give it a Latin pronunciation, crape? But that I took as a female prosecutor of felony hardcore crime. I heard it all. From I won my cases because my shirt was too low cut. Now, that would never work because I would have very, a lot of my juries were predominantly female, and they do not want to see that, okay? Mm-hmm. Or I did this, or my skirt was too short, or my this, or my that, or blah, 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 blah. Anything and everything that could be thrown at you was fair game for the defense bar. And at the time, that it would really hurt me. Now I've kind of gotten mm, a little immune to it. But when I think of Shelley storming the world of finance in Manhattan, it's truly a a concrete jungle up there. And she made it. And she seemingly had it all, Mike. She had these two gorgeous children, Anna and Miles, and a husband. Mm -hmm. Um, 
smart guy. And then she turns up dead in her bathtub in a bloody tub. The bathwater was bloody. And to, to make it worse, Mike, then nine-year-old Anna found her mother's oh, body. And that just, just killed me. Now, can't really blame it on the husband because they were having marital discord. As I like to say, euphemistically, that's certainly putting perfume on the pig. But they were, he was not living there in the apartment. So he lived elsewhere. He was not in the apartment the morning. Well, I'm saying the morning. That's when she was found, the day of the murder. The, let me rephrase that, the day that her body was found, because at the initial autopsy, it was determined it was an accidental drowning. I have to ask you something, Nancy. Your life that we know is surrounded by crime. How does someone like you decompress from that? Is it the twins? They give you the outlet to have a more normalcy to your life? Because you're surrounded and you read about it. People only want to talk about Nancy Grace with crime. How do you decompress from that? You know, Mike, um, I think the answer to that would be better expressed by a shrink. <laughs> um, in fact, you may need to bring in a whole team from Vienna <laughs> To figure that one out, all right. But uh, in the uh, Freud, Sigmund Freud school of shrinkdom, but I can say this: you know, after my fiance was murdered shortly before our wedding, mm-hmm. I everything was a blur. I dropped out of school. I lost down to about eighty-nine pounds. I nothing mattered to me anymore. I ultimately went back to school with the goal of getting into law school. I recently wrote this, and I've never even divulged this because I never thought it was, you know, relevant. But I'm working on a book, and it's in Final Galley right now, um, Don't Be a Victim, Fighting Back Against America's Crime Wave. And they asked me to write why I wanted to write the book. And I happened to mention, then I realized I had never mentioned it before. When I went to law school, <laughs> I didn't know any congressman or the mayor. I mean, we grew up dirt poor on a red dirt road. You know who was my one recommendation? Oh. My Sunday school teacher. That was your at one? Who, at the time, I thought would be a good recommendation. Now, it, you know, I, I, I know people that get their congressperson or their mayor or some activist or all these famous recommendations. I just wonder what that minute panel thought when they got my, <laughs> when I had my Sunday school teacher on there. Anyway, I got in, so apparently it did work. Thank you, Jeanette Johnson. Um, and I still, to this day, she would always, every Sunday morning, her devotion would be out of a book called Bird Life in Wington. And it okay. was about a bunch of birds, real birds, and they would have fusses and disagreements and arguments and how they settled them. And that would be the devotion. <laughs> and I still have it. As a matter of fact, Santa Claus left it yes. in stockings one year. Anyway, long story short, um, how do I deal with it? Well, for so many years, all I cared about in, in law school, even to this day, people come up and go, hey, do you remember that night we went to this party? I'm like, no. Do you remember that time we went to this bar? No. You know why? Because I wasn't there. All I cared about was getting on law review, making grades so I could get out and get into a courtroom. That's all I cared about, period. All I did was work, sleep, and study. And I, I'm not kidding. 
and kind of like a robot. And then when I got out, all I wanted to do was get into a high crime area district attorney's office, which I did, inner city Atlanta. I could not try cases fast enough. It was a compulsion. And um, people sometimes say, I can't believe your trial record, how many cases you tried. It's true. And if I had only had time, I would have wanted to try more. I luckily had a judge. You'll love this, Mike. He was Mm -hmm. the oldest sitting judge in inner city Atlanta, Fulton County Courthouse, Luther Alverson. And he was so old that he uh, was not grand. He was not part of mandatory age retirement because he was there. (laughs) And the significance is he wanted to prove he was fit to be on the bench. So he would always say, Miss Grace, let's keep the lights burning in the courthouse. In other words, we would have the lowest jail count every month. That means how many people does each judge have sitting in jail waiting for their case to be resolved? Uh-uh, not our judge. No, I would have to move those cases, try them or plead them. One way or the other, we could not have a high jail count. What does that mean? That means every other week I was on trial prosecuting felonies. So it was really my debt is to Judge Alverson and my elected district attorney who's like a grandfather in me, Mr. Slayton, because i that's how I tried so many cases. And I wanted more because there was something inside of me. I just... I guess with each case, Mike, I felt like I was putting a Band-Aid on the victims' families. But what I was really doing, in retrospect, I was putting a Band-Aid on me. It was not until about two, over two decades later, that I called my then-boyfriend, David, who lived in a different city, and I said, listen, either you move to New York and we get married and start a family, or I'm breaking up. He hated New York, hated it. So I fully, I hung up the phone and I thought, well, I've done it now. Now I'm totally alone. And um, lo and behold, that Friday night, I'm like, who the hey got past security? I peeked out and there was Dave. Wow. And there were his bags. We got married. I got pregnant. Bam. And that beginning of my joy. I've never had joy like this in my life. I I don't even remember joy before Keith's murder. And I feel I owe the the twins a duty to be a happy mom and to make their life happy. And you can't do that when you're walking around gloomy like Eeyore. And, you know, I just, uh, it's my mission to be happy and to be happy with them and around them. And it really saved my life. I'm sorry for that long, circuitous story, but I had to tell the whole thing, Mike. No, and that's so inspirational because people set a goal, they hit it, and then that's it. And you're still so driven, and it's truly inspirational. And you're going to make me get all choked up, and don't do that, Nancy. But I know I only have you for a minute or two more. I have to ask you a question. Wait a minute. No, i got to tell you one more thing. You're just oh, going yeah, to go I, on I, your podcast. No, I'll go, Nancy, well, I'll go all night. You know, when night, you're out say. at your fancy Starbucks, which I'm sure your mother does not approve of, because it costs so darn much. Just please go try the coffee at McDonald's. It's 99 cents. It's awesome. But anyway, this morning, while you're out having your frappe with the twist, blah, 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 I am at 10 till 7 every morning cleaning out my guinea pig, well, my daughter's guinea pig cages that she had a fit for. And now they live in a luxury condo in the twins' bedroom. 
and I cannot walk by a, a, a pen full of poop and let it be in the room. So every morning when they're getting ready, I'm down there shoveling poop. Okay, glam. It's a glamorous lifestyle. Anyway, this morning I told Alexa to sing some songs while they were getting ready, and I asked for Wichita Lineman by Glenn Campbell, okay. and I sat down not in the poop. I sat down in the guinea pig cage and looked up at the sky and I thought about Keith today. Mm-hmm. You know, driven, it never goes away. Love never dies. It never dies. And that gives me a duty to keep going. And that includes on oxygen and injustice. They, it's like George Bush. Excuse me. It's like Bob Dole, how he talked about himself in the third person. Mm-hmm. I have to say injustice with Nancy Grace, even though I am Nancy Grace, because <laughs> you want me but to that's say the title. It? Yes, that's the title. You have to say that. <laughs> but when I read about Shelley Danishevsky mm-hmm. and her two children and her daughter finding her body in a bloody bathwater bathtub, it just, oh, I felt sick to my stomach and I felt hot all over. And the fact that it was initially ruled an accident. That does not make sense to me. She's at the prime of her life, totally physically fit. As a matter of fact, in her sister's eulogy, she talks about how she skied, how she um, was just a physically fit, uh, worked out all the time, was a lifeguard, the whole shebang. And I'm like, that woman did not slip and fall. Why do so many women slip and fall and just die in so, the bathtub. So clumsy, right? It seems like I you're mean, so clumsy. I mean, how many kids slip and fall and just die in the bathtub? <laughs> I mean, you got Kathleen Savio. Remember her? Drew Peterson's, I guess, second or third wife. Yes. She slipped and died in a bone-dry bathtub. And then you've got Michelle McNeil. Remember Dr. Martin McNeil? She ended up dead in the bathtub. Why do all these women just die in the bathtub? I'm not going to take a bath to hay with that. I'm just going to do a wet white bath. You know, that's my twins' dreams. Every night they have to take a bath. And they go, Mom, can we have a wet white bath? I'm like, no, you are taking a bath. I don't care how late it is. Like twice in their life they got a wet white bath, and they still live off that memory. I'm not getting in the bathtub. I'm no. Just but this story did not, and how they rule this in accident, I do not know, Mike Sappho. Nancy Grace, I have to ask you the one question because we talked about you being a prosecutor. It's going to be a silly question. But you've been at the forefront of so many high-profile crime cases. If you can go back and be the prosecutor for any one case that you want to try, what would it be? Well, you know that. I do. I think I know that. Top mom, Casey Anthony. Of course. Okay. And my mom brains you with that. She's, she's to still boot. A- <laughs> to boot. She mistreats her parents to this day. Oh, and you know what? I just want to say something about her parents. Please do. I know they looked bad in the media okay but just think about it their granddaughter which is all they live for you know they were supporting her and taking care of her not taught mom pigging out on some chips on the sofa pretending she had a job at universal with a fake id and everything they were supporting her they were raising her so she goes missing likely dead their daughter is charged with murder and the media is camped out literally in their front yard Yes. They come off badly in front of the press. And um, when I think about George Anthony being accused of molestation, which is not true, I would stake my career on it. Mm-hmm. And the mother, Cindy, getting up on the stand and trying to 
I think, lies. Cindy, don't get mad at me. To protect her daughter, risk perjury in a jail term for herself to protect Casey Anthony? And then the way she treats them is just, she needed to go to jail. And that mm-hmm. was wrong. That was wrong. But there's so many that have been wrong. I mean, I, I could just list them off the top of my head. Robert Blake, he did it. Drew Peterson, he killed his uh, fourth wife, Stacy. O.J. Simpson, don't even have to say anything about it. <laughs> I mean, really. They all need to go to jail. That's where they... I mean, and the fact that Charles Manson essentially died of old age. Yes. Seriously? It's okay, infuriating. Question. <laughs> no, no, that was the question. It was, you answered the Casey Anthony question. And this is... Nancy, this is why you're an amazing podcast guest. You're an amazing guest because you don't just give the Casey Anthony. You get so into it. You, you're hyping me up. But I always want to ask, what was your opinion of the Nancy Grace type character in Gone Girl? Because obviously that was based on you. I'm watching like, that's Nancy Grace. Oh. <laughs> I actually did an interview. Was, was the actress's name Missy Pyle? Have I got that wrong? I don't know that's the, what the, the name. Okay. Okay. But I actually did an interview with her. I took it all in uh, good nature. People mm-hmm. ask me, how do you feel about being Gracie, whatever she was on Boston Legal? I'm like, I'm fine with it, except I have not ever had sex with William Shatner. <laughs> no matter how tempting it may sound. Um, and then on Saturday Night Live, my, my the twins asked me, and I, I have to say my favorite one was when... Um, a pretend Beyonce, I think it was Maya Phillips, but she was Beyonce and somebody was Prince. And I jumped out, I think, from behind a, a vase and scared Prince. Anyway, that was my favorite. I think it all in good nature. I mean, it's they're funny. It, yeah, it, it it's does not bother me too, at yeah. all. I got it's bigger just... problems like Sappho than what some comedian says. I got <laughs> problems like Shelley Danishevsky. Okay, that's a problem. And right? that is... Saturday, 6 p.m., Oxygen Nancy Grace. You're not trying to get rid of me. I can tell when I'm being shushed away. First of all, I would talk talk to you for an hour. Jackie told me I only had a certain amount of time with you. I would never. It's always Jackie. She's she's the devil. Yeah. (laughs) But we have to go to CrimeOnline.com, listen to your podcast, SiriusXM. Nancy Grace is all around. SiriusXM 111 Triumph Channel. But, you know, this thing with Oxygen, you know what I love about it? Tell me. Is that. I don't have to talk about politics mm-hmm. because I'm neither a Republican or a Democrat. I think they're all lying, and I yes. hold my nose, and I go in the voting booth, and I vote for the least irritating one Okay, at that moment. That's what I do, and I vote for all the judges in every local. I vote for it all, and mm-hmm. I try to find out before I vote, but crime is not a political football. Crime affects, violent crime affects people from all walks of life, whether you're educated or you dropped out of school in sixth grade, whether you're white or you're black, you're Hispanic, you're Asian, it doesn't matter. Crime will touch you, your life, or the life of someone you know or care about. And that's my battle. And what I love about Oxygen is they're all about crime, uh, 24-7, 365, and that means so much to me. And they care about these cases. They care about the cases we select. And that means something to me. And, and I've had a chance, Mike, to really prepare. It's not like I'm racing to the set 
and I sometimes would change the topic from the time I got a hair and makeup to the time I stepped in the anchor chair because a child would go missing or there'd be a break in the day. I don't know what that was, but it was not me. No, Nancy, I had to open the door. I had to open the door. <laughs> Nancy, you're, you're policing me on my show. I have to, yes, I, have to I am. I I'm calling you out on your own show program. But <laughs> I had so, to turn off the air conditioner so there was no background. Now it's getting hot, so I have to squeak open so, the door a little bit to get some air. Long story short on this, <laughs> I get to really turn every stone and look at every fact, every scenario, and analyze the witnesses. And much as I would, it's very akin to when I would prepare for a trial. That's how I equate the oxygen program. And I really love it. I, I'm very grateful to them. And I'm grateful for getting to be their partner. Nancy Grace, this was a pleasure. My mom is going to be so excited. She doesn't care that I have on Super Bowl winners or comedians or uh, astronauts. But Nancy Grace was coming on, so you made my mom's night. I'll be watching you. And I you know this. You know yes. this, Mike Sappho. If I catch you at Starbucks paying $5 for a cup of coffee, I am telling your mother. Nancy Grace, never, I promise. And Jackie's not the devil. She was very good setting this up. So I will see you. Where are you going to be this Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 Central? I will be sitting in my apartment in Long Island City watching Oxygen Injustice with Nancy Grace. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and believe me, I have my ways. I will find out. <laughs> Nancy, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. <laughs>